0: Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin, and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. I am back after, gosh, has it been three weeks, a three-week hiatus, and I was actually going to do a different podcast today. But in the light of everything that has happened within my family in the last, say, month, and that's recently happened in the city of Nashville that we live in. I have been inspired today to talk a little bit about that, to talk a little bit about, gosh, what do you do when you have to rebuild your life from whether it's a sickness that hits your family, that thankfully you make it through, whether it's a tornado in our case that hits your hometown, Whether it's, you know, whatever it is that happens within your family, you know, what do you do next? Because we found ourselves in two very different situations, but two situations that really brought us to our knees and two situations that really changed my perspective. So let's start from the beginning because the podcast that I was going to shoot today was on comparison. Because I really noticed, you know, at the end of 2019, as the year was wrapping up and people were spending time with their families over the holidays, when the conversation shifted to the new year, which is one of my favorite holidays, I realized what a different type of new year this was. It was like people came out of the woodwork talking about how awesome this decade's going to be, how awesome the new year is, 2020, how it's so fresh and new, and it just felt different. So for me, especially me being a person that loves that type of stuff, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking, heck yeah, 2020, like let's do this. Well, as I think I mentioned on the last podcast before 2020 kicked my rear end again, 2020 was really rough for us starting out. We had sickness after sickness, we just had a bunch of things go down within our family that were really tough. And, you know, people mention comparison a lot of times, but I think there are different versions of comparison. I think there are the people that that look at other people and they feel jealousy and resentment and anger rise up. And that's one type. And then I think there's the other type of comparison where they look at people and it just makes them feel less than, or it makes them feel like, I'm just not doing enough. I could be doing so much more. Look at how much she's doing. I could never do what she's doing because of X, Y, and Z. And I think I've said this before on the podcast, but yes, while comparison, it has floated around in my life, it's never been one of my big things. Comparison has, I think, because I've always had kind of a different journey than a lot of people, I never really compared myself to other people. But one thing that I do struggle with is I always want to do more. I, I think my go-to is all, always has been, not so, so much in my current life, but especially in my early years, it was always to be to, it was always to overachieve, it was always doing too much. And when 2020 rolled around and everybody's talking about, here it comes, this awesome new year, everybody starts doing more. Everybody's always doing more for, for their own wellness and within their careers and everything else. In the first month, and here I was laying in a bed, literally having either a child sick, a husband sick, myself sick on repeat. Like we were on a merry-go-round. And after like the first bout with it, it was just kind of like, you know what, that break, it was nice. I'm so thankful we made it through. And then it'd be like three days later. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Surely this person is not sick again. Let's go to the doctor. What? <laughs> We're sick again? Okay, here we go again. Another week goes by. And it got to like the third sickness and it got to the really bad sickness for us, which was flu. So we got, Shepard and I both got flu B. This has been a few, a couple weeks ago now. This is when I just, I had to get off of social media and everything for about seven, seven or so days, seven to 10 days. And we were really, really struggling. So what what happened with us, I got really, really sick on one Saturday night. This has been, like I said, a few weeks ago now. I went into the clinic the next morning, and I told them everything, and they were like, I think you have the flu. And I was like, the flu? I'd only gotten the flu one time in my life. That was in 2009, and I just didn't think I – how would I have the flu? Uh, Long story short, I did have the flu. And if you're like me, and you have a young child – You hear all these things that people say about having a young child, in particular, a newborn infant type, you know, under four months baby. You hear, don't even take them out of the house for this many weeks. You hear, make sure you keep them away from anyone that is sick because it is so serious when they get sick. And I had so much fear instilled in me that my first thought when I was diagnosed was I have to go into, I have to quarantine myself because My baby especially cannot get this. And I mean, I was feeling it, how bad it was. And I could see, you know, how it would be really, really hard for an infant or an older person to, you know, make it through something like this. So I go into my home. I'm in quarantine. I literally washed my own dishes in the bathroom. I did not come through that door from Sunday morning when I got diagnosed until Wednesday. So Wednesday, the only reason that I did even open the door to where I was even close to anyone was because Shepard woke up from a nap, midday on Wednesday, his face is super red, he's running a fever. I thought there's There's absolutely no way he has it because I have not been, we had our house professionally disinfected, I hadn't even touched him, hadn't been near him. They took him to the pediatrician, he got tested and he had it too. And I burst into tears. I thought, okay, now what? Do we go to the hospital? Because that's that's what I thought with all the stories that I'd heard from people whose children got the flu or all of these terrible things that you hear about RSV and flu. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, how is he going to make it through this? It's just the thought that I had in my head. And he came home and I just grabbed my baby and I just cried. And I brought him into that room with me. And he stayed in that room with me for the next five or so days, and I literally nursed him back to health. It was the scariest. When I say, like, you know, I had a NICU baby, too. It wasn't as severe as a lot of people's NICU experiences, but it was pretty, you know, touch and go there with his sugar and stuff like that whenever I had Shepherd, It was scarier to me than that, and here's why, and here's why I'm talking about this on today's podcast, is because... I listened to every negative story that people told me about children who get the flu. I didn't think children have been getting the flu since the beginning of time and tens of thousands of children have made it through and been fine. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about, you know, we're, we're in Nashville where there are amazing hospitals. I have the best pediatrician in the entire world who I get to talk to on the phone three times a day. I didn't think about that kind of stuff. I just immediately went to the fear-based thinking. And man, did it change my experience because here I was bursted into tears thinking, oh my gosh, how are we going to survive this? So I'm mentioning this today because with all of the things that are going on right now, with all of the things, serious things, I'm not trying to say that any of the things that are going on are not serious. I know that they're serious, but I do believe that we as human beings and we as human beings who tend to always go to that fear-based thinking I think that we can have a little bit of a mindset shift to try and change our experiences around some of these things. Because here's the reality of it. My child, he was fine. It was the absolute worst time and he was extremely sick and it got really, really, really bad one day, but we did make it through. And I know that some babies don't and some grown people don't and some older people don't. That's terrible, but that was all that I was thinking about. And I, as a mother, I had to get my child through this. And and it taught me a lot of lessons. It taught me to try as hard as I can to not lead with this fear-based thinking. And it also taught me, once again, like tough things do to appreciate health and little things in our lives. Unfortunately, it takes things like that sometimes. And for me, it did. And after blow after blow after blow with us, with my children being sick. And then with a really severe thing happening, like a flu to a baby that was under four months. It really taught me that if we don't, if we don't have our health, what in the world is our life? It makes it just an uphill battle, I feel like. And it really just made me step back and appreciate the body that I have that is able to fight off diseases, that's able to get up and feel good in the morning every day. And it prompted us to get even healthier. It prompted us to, I'm now writing out, you know, I'm a big on gratitude. And I started journaling every day. And at the end of my journal, I would write a gratitude list. And that is such a simple thing. And it's something that I know you've heard from 100 people, but it prompted me to start doing that again. And it brought out a lot of good, and, you know, Shepard, he and Ford, they get these little things here and there. And it sure as heck has made me step back whenever a little cough or cold comes on and it puts those things into perspective. And And that's just, you know, that's something that we've been through in the last few weeks that I wanted to share because it really did change my perspective. And I know that we can't always get rid of fear-based everything. It's all over the media. It's all over social media. It's it lives in our heads. But if we cannot lead with that, if we cannot make that our initial go-to, I think it can really change our experiences with stuff. It can really make us more well equipped as mothers taking care of children, as people in the workplace, as people voting or or shopping or going to another country, you know, whatever it is. I, I feel like we've got to be smart, but we've also got to wake up and live our lives. And whether we are going to contract some sickness or a natural disaster is going to happen or whatever the terrible thing is that happens. Here's the thing. If you live with the fear of that thing happening in your head up until it happens or up until it doesn't happen, it's not going to change anything. It's just bringing a little bit of that bad into your everyday. So I'm really trying to, especially after this perspective shift in 2020, I didn't expect for this to happen, but I always look at the good things that come from the tougher things that we have to go through in life. And this is something that came out of that for me. Now I'm going to move on to the second thing, and this is just so fresh on my mind because it's literally just happened. But I want to mention it on today's podcast just because there are a few ways that I think that we can help out victims and because it's my hometown But this week, I went to New Orleans. I plan an event for our family business every year. And this year, we did the event in New Orleans. So on Monday, I headed to New Orleans. My event was on Tuesday, and then I'm back again today, being Wednesday. I'm recording this podcast a few days before you're hearing it. And there was a massive tornado in my hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, while I was in New Orleans. And... While the area that I live in, which is called Green Hills, it didn't get hit, very, very close to where my family lives was homes are leveled and schools and places that we go and love are like destroyed. And no one ever expects a a natural disaster like this, especially it happened in the middle of the night and here I wake up. My children are in this city where this happened. And I wake up to all of these messages. And of course, Kyle was with them. And I found out shortly after that no one in my family had been affected. But then I just start seeing these images and, and hearing these stories and learning of a lot of people who who really were like deeply affected. And you know, the, there was a flood back um, 10 plus years ago in Nashville. There have been things that have happened, but this was pretty major, and I've been in Nashville for about 12 or so years. I've been living here for that long, and even before that, when I was a little girl, I would come from Kentucky to voice lessons in Nashville every single week, so Nashville is truly just a part of of my—it's a part of me, and it just—man, it it made me so sad, and it it's just so devastating, especially entire families who— lost everything. As an influencer, I always think about, you know, when these types of things happen, everybody handles them differently. There are different people that will do different things. There are people that will show themselves doing things. There are people that won't. And at different times in my life, I've taken different stances on, hey, if you've got a lot of influence, show yourself doing something It's going to inspire other people. And then now as like a person that's setting example for my children, I'm like, you know what, we're going to do things and we're not going to show people because I want my children to know that we do things as a family and as people. That's the kind of people that we are, that we do things just to help people. And we don't do things just to show people that we're helping people. And not to say that that's a bad thing, but it's just just something that I've started doing lately. And so there are so many ways that you can help people in Nashville. And I'm sure that people are listening to this who are from cities where things like this have happened. And I'm sure you guys have had experiences where maybe it's not a natural disaster but maybe it's a tragedy in your family and people come to your aid, people that you work with and people that you went to school with and your family and your your friends and people that you don't even feel like you're that close to. And what an amazing thing it is to see when that happens in the world from these terrible things that happen. So uh, there's a group called Hands on Nashville if you're local. That organizes kind of boots on the ground type things. There are a million different ways to help, but I feel like that's one group that's kind of really got it figured out if you are local and you kind of want to get your hands dirty and help people. And a couple of my friends, too, that have been on the podcast, they're selling shirts where 100% of the proceeds are going to help these people and their families and just Storm Relief in general. And that's Alex and Michael with their store, Good To Be. And then Landon from Living With Landon. I've had both of them on the podcast. They have these shirts that they're selling. And you know I woke up and I was like, Kyle, we should do a a Live Fully type Nashville type shirt and we should do 100% of the proceeds. And then I saw my friends doing it and I said, no, you know what? I'm going to support, 100% of the proceeds are going to help they're already doing it. Let me just promote and do swipe up links for my friends' things because during events like this and any time where I feel like we just need to reach out beyond ourselves, the last thing that I ever want to be worrying about is, well, let me get my own product out there. You know, I I really wanted to helping the best way I can. And, and I thought that that was the best way I could. And that's why I'm mentioning it today, because like I said, it's, it's Nashville and it's my city. And it's, it's, it's a thing that happens in life and a thing that you see over and over on the news. And a thing that I'm sure, like I said, you guys have dealt with in your hometowns and in your lives. And the images that I've seen from people on the street, just picking up pieces, literally of people's homes and throwing them in trucks and Picking up furniture and picking up children's books off of the street. They're devastating, but man, do they show what being a human being is all about. So I just wanted to mention that today, and I'm going to put some organizations in the show notes that you guys can give to if you feel compelled. And if not, or if you don't have anything extra to give, just say some prayers. If you're a person that prays, I feel like that is always something that we all can do. And I just felt like not mentioning that today would just feel so off. And as you guys know, being an authentic and a very here's where I'm at type of person in this space, that's really important to me. So I wanted to mention that today and I cannot wait for living fully this next month or two. Let me share with you just a few of the guests that I have lined up. So I've got Katherine Schwarzenegger coming on the podcast. I've got Miles Adcox who is just this amazing guy kind of in the recovery space. He's probably seen him on Dr. Phil or heard of on-site these workshops that he does. Jen Hatmaker, my one of my very favorite authors ever. She's so amazing. Gabrielle Bernstein who wrote The Universe Has Your Back and Super Attractor and so many of the books that I've talked about on this podcast and one Wow, guest that I really hope we will be able to confirm in the next couple weeks. So there are many more that I won't mention today. So we'll keep some of them a surprise, but get excited because this content coming up in the next couple months is is on fire. And I'm really excited for it. And I really, really want to express to you guys how much I appreciated you guys being patient with us while we were going through this time, the sicknesses in, in my family and the things that we dealt with. That just speaks to the amazing people that I've listened to my podcasts and following Instagram and watching YouTube videos. You guys are pr- pretty amazing and support me through everything, through all the content that I produce and through the content that I don't produce. And I really, really appreciate that. So many of you, thousands and thousands of you checked on my child, thousands of you sent messages after the tornado, thousands of you checked in just on days that I wasn't posting. And I greatly, greatly appreciate that. And it makes me feel even more connected to you guys as a community and even more excited about the amazing things to come within the Living Fully journey that we're all on. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I feel like I was just kind of telling you my heart today. (laughs) and get really excited for the ones coming up. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin and remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on malloryirvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.